Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, 2021, and this is day 1252 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and Thank you so much for waking us up to see a beautiful day that you created just for us. Thank you for the birds that are singing a beautiful new song today. I thank you so much, my Lord, for all the precious people out there who are tuning in. I ask that you will bless them abundantly. And um, I ask, my Lord, that you will help each and every one of us walk in the calling Uh, fulfilling the purpose that you've given us for this season of our lives. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I also ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is greed and deceit. Mm-hmm. Greed and deceit. And we need to be very careful <laughs> because we can fall into that trap and it can come across in the beginning very subtly. So let's look at what happened to Elisha's assistant Gehazi. We're going to be coming out of Second Kings chapter 5, verse 19 through 27. And this takes place right after Naaman, who was a valiant uh soldier, leader, uh, who had leprosy and was healed from his leprosy through uh, the prophet Elisha, who had given him instructions of what to do. And at first he was apprehensive because he felt like, I'm too good to go and, you know, dip seven times in the Jordan River. But but he finally did it at the urging of his uh, servants. And uh, once he was healed, he was so grateful that he offered Elisha money and gifts. And Elisha said, no, you basically, you can't pay me for what God has done. We don't take money or gifts for that. So now we're in, let's start here in verse 19. And he's telling um, Naaman, this is uh, Elisha speaking to Naaman. He said, go in peace, Elisha said. And after Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Aramean, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right? He asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. My master sent me to say, two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. So you see he's lying right here on the man of God. Verse 23. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants 
and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in the house. He sent the men away and they left. When he went in in and stood before his master, Elisha, asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi answered. Another lie. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? See, the Lord will allow you (laughs) to see And he showed Elisha exactly what had happened. He said, uh, is this the time to take money or to accept clothes or or olive groves and vineyards or flocks and herds or, or male and female slaves? Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. The very thing that Naaman was delivered from, who was grateful and recognized who the true and living God was, has now uh, come upon Gehazi, who turned his back on the true and living God for things. And it can happen. And we need to be extremely aware of this, especially in these last days. Let me go over some of my points. Point number one, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money, said Jesus. This is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. So please understand, money itself is not evil. It is when we put money above God. Or we begin to worship money. Money begins to be our ruler. So it's it's let's not get that twisted that money is is the problem. We need money to live here on this earth. It's all about um, how we position it. Do we put it above everything? Do we put it mainly above God? Mm, we don't need to do that. So uh, when t- tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has um, conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And that is out of James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. We need to be aware, number one, dragged away by our own evil desires. Secondly, we're enticed. And then after that, um, the desire now has conceived. You know, it's now impregnated. And now it gives birth to sin. And then sin, once it reaches maturity, it gives birth to death. Point number two, as we can see, Gehazi, a servant of God, 
was tempted by his own evil desire. Remember, God never tempts us. He will test us to see if we truly love him by obeying him. God will allow Satan to tempt us just as he did with his only son, Jesus. When the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by Satan. After overcoming Satan's attacks or tactics, he began his ministry. We too can overcome the temptations of greed and deceit by obeying God fully and passing our test. Otherwise, it will lead to death. Not necessarily physical death, but spiritual death as well. Separation from God. As we can also see, not only was Gehazi cursed with leprosy, but so were his descendants forever. And, you know, when you look at a lot of the things that are going on in the world today, and a lot of the uh, crime and all the lies and all of the uh, power struggles and um, just uh, pure down evil, uh, it is just blatant evil. We wonder what has happened. Well, people have been dragged away by their own evil desires. And they are now uh, have given uh, birth uh, to sin. And it has become fully grown right now. That's what we're dealing with. And many innocent um, future generations have been affected by their evil, just as it happened with Gehazi. If you find yourself running after money, uh, lusting after a, a man or a woman, if you're chasing things or fame, power, prestige, this message is for you. God is a loving and forgiving God. This is your day to repent and obey God by truly doing what he called you to do before it's too late. There is a day coming, a day of reckoning, where we will all have to answer. Those of us uh, that are believers uh, will be at the throne of, of Jesus at and, and um, to answer for what we did with the gifts that he uh, blessed us with. And uh, it is going to be a time of receiving our crowns uh, for what we've done and glorifying him. And then there is going to be the great white throne judgment at the final end uh, after, you know, all is taken place after the tribulation and Armageddon. And then comes that final judgment and uh, the books will be open. And those that were left, the sinners, that those people will go to hell. But they will answer. God, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to uh, confess that Jesus is Lord. I'll never forget, um, this was some years ago. I'm, I'm going to say maybe about five years ago. There was a gentleman that was coming to our church. We knew him. We knew his wife. Uh, and we met him when we had our bakery at Crown Center. So, yeah, that must have been, oh, my gosh. Yeah, about seven <laughs> years ago. 
And so he would he was faithful coming in and supporting our business, ordering chicken salad almost every weekend because his wife loved our chicken salad. And he was he got to know our team, our our children who were grown and married and and some of the things he would do is give them gift cards to go to dinner for um their anniversaries and just really kind-hearted uh and giving and he started attending our church uh my mom saw that he was a, a good man uh loved the lord and promoted him to a deacon and he and I would teach uh he would teach the men I would teach the women this was before my husband started coming to the church on a regular basis and uh yeah so this must have been maybe 8 years ago and so uh, after a while, one of the things that we would do as the leaders in the church, we would always recognize uh, each other for the birthdays and, and give one another a card and maybe with a token inside of it, of some money of some sort. And so uh, that was that was our practice of what we would do. So uh, and we would do the same with this gentleman. And uh, so one particular birthday from on my birthday, uh, he walks into the church and he had a gift bag and he gave me this gift bag. And he said, that's for your birthday. And I'm like, oh, OK, thanks. <laughs> it was a little unusual because that's not what we typically would do. So I said, well, just he said, oh, don't open it now. I'm like, oh, all right. So after church. I opened it and it was a dress inside. It was a, a blue dress. I'll never forget it. And I thought, this is unusual. <laughs> Who gives a, another a man giving a woman a dress? Um, you know, it just didn't feel right. You know, you're just going to know when things don't feel right in your spirit. And my mother said, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is out of line. That is not right. And I'm like, yep, that's true. I gave it back. I said, I can't accept that. You know, that's not, that that does not uh, feel right, you know, but thanks anyway, but I can't receive that as a gift. And he got angry because uh, his motives were different. His motives were not of God. They were evil. And when he got angry, well, just give it to somebody else then. And, and, and that lets you know, if that provokes anger, uh, that also let me know that his motives were not right. And so uh, um, the Lord had me send him a text, uh, a long text uh, saying it was out of line. Um, my husband, if, if someone gave your wife a dress, another man, how would you feel? Uh, my husband would not like that. I don't appreciate that, first of all. And uh, he was not pleased with the text. And he ended up leaving the church within a month after that. Um, and it was like a test, actually, at that time for me as well, because I had been praying for my husband and I to be to do the ministry together and serving. Uh, my husband was saved and loved the Lord, but not in church on a regular basis. I would say after that happened, after that gentleman left, I would say maybe a week or two later, my husband started attending church on a regular basis. He began to do what God had called him to do. Before my stepdad had passed away, he always said, if anything, 
needs to be done in this church, any repairs, anything, call Gary, because I know that he's going to do it right. And my husband is Gary, and that's what he did. He was uh, rehabbed homes and always, you know, we never have to call a repair person to do anything because he knows how to fix everything. You know, over the years, he's he's gotten a little bit more where he can't get around as well to do all those things, but he's got the the knowledge that God has blessed him with. And he teaches others, his nephews, our son, how to do these things. But my husband was there and has been there ever since. And that was truly a blessing. But the enemy was trying so hard to get me off track. Listen and hear what the Holy Spirit is telling you. As you are obeying God and doing his will, there will be a lot of distractions and a lot of things that will come your way through good people, through family members, through people that you love and care about. But we need to understand and recognize, just as Jesus said, who is my family? Who is my mother and my father? The one who is doing the will of my father, God. And that is how we determine who is of the family of God, not based upon our blood relationship. It is based upon our who is a part of the kingdom of God. And our, our, our responsibility is to share the love of Jesus with those who don't know the Lord. What about you? Have you been enticed, dragged away? God is saying, it's, he loves you. Get back up. Stop beating yourself down. Repent and ask for forgiveness and start anew. This is your day for that. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is also your day. <laughs> that is the key. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E. Be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>